Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with Steve Harrison. You're listening to the Unchained Rock Show with me, Steve Harrison. Now, my next guest, I've been an avid fan and follower of for a number of uh, years. Uh, and I've got to say, been very privileged to have a preview copy for quite some time uh, of their soon-to-be-released 12th studio album, Escape of the Phoenix, uh, from the band Evergrey. What an absolute pleasure to be once again talking to the mighty fine and talented Mr. Tom S. England. Tom, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you so much for the kind introduction. Thank you. I, I, I only speak the truth. <laughs> I only speak the truth. So uh, how are you doing then, Tom? Everything uh, good at your end, as the old saying goes? Yeah, absolutely. We're slowly getting out of the winter grip. Uh, it's been uh, cold as fuck for a long time. So uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. we, 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 today we have a nice nine degrees Celsius. So oh. it's uh, lovely. <laughs> nice and steady. Yeah, we just got a, a taste of, uh, I think it was the beast from the east a couple of weeks ago with uh, lots of snow in the UK. We're not used to it over here. So half an right. inch of snow and everything just stops. You've probably seen it on the news and just laugh at all us Brits when it snows and it's like, oh my. That's actually it's actually the same here uh, on the West Coast. Even it happens every fucking year. Yeah. So we still don't care. <laughs> they don't do any adjustments. But yeah, it is what it is. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, Tom, let's just talk about the uh, the album uh, Escape of the Phoenix. Again, I'd set for release uh, later this week. Uh, my word, what a magnificent, uh, epic album. Uh, and I know that you've done sort of a few interviews already. And I always like to sort of see the, the comments and the liners that you put out with the info on the uh, on the album. Uh, mm. And the, sort of the initial one is saying that it's more metal than the Atlantic. I saw, I just picked up on that one. So let's just start there because it certainly does have a, a significant heavier groove and vibe on a number of the songs. Well, that's one of those great things that record labels write on yeah. a piece of paper. I never said a word about that. So. <laughs> right. But I mean, uh, but actually I do, in a sense, agree. Because uh, we have a new tuning on this album, which is a drop G tuning. And yeah. that sort of comes over in a more um, low-end sense. So yeah. the, the, the guitars are sounding a bit grittier and, uh, yeah, a bit gnarlier and, and more low-end. So I think that's what's what hit the record label at least so uh i don't know i mean i for me i don't even have a grasp of the album yet i have to i you know when people start to listen to it i stop to listen to it because oh, i don't right. want to hear it anymore basically so uh, uh so I, you know and uh, it takes a couple of years for me to sort of you know before i can place an album in order of of quality or relevance even. Oh, right, right. Yeah, but I suppose that must be difficult anyway. Uh, and it's a bit sort of, well, you know, which one's your favourite album out of the 12 that you've done so far? It's yeah. not always the sort of, you know, that question, because they, they each have their own significance at the time yeah. that they were released, so... Yeah, but I mean, I, the only way to answer that is to say my current favourite is the the last one, you know, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, I have no no clue whatsoever <laughs> what, what is my... <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't even, I don't even judge them or measure them like that. Yeah. I, for me, it's a, I wrote the album, it's done with. Now I'm giving it to the rest of the world. I'm on the next album in my mind. So yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, interesting, actually. Yeah, because, um, and again, uh, ever the old blurb that comes from the record label, they probably don't run by you first. <laughs> but talk, talking about that. Yeah, but I mean, you, <laughs> there's so many things that people put out and the record label. I do interviews in for them to write biographies and whatnot. But yeah. I mean, I say so many stupid things. I could have said <laughs> that, too. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in terms of, of the album, let me just get a couple of sort of things that I've just uh, I've got to sort of talk about. Uh, and, and in terms of, uh, I sort of understand where that sort of comes from. In uh, that it sounds a little sort of heavier, as you say, a bit more gnarly, and that's the nature of the, of the tuning. Mm. Uh, but for me, it is absolutely uh, without question evergreen. And I get, I understand the sort of slightly heavier aspects. Certainly, when mm. you've got the uh, tracks like Lead and Saints, uh, sort of final track on the on the vinyl release. Anyway. On the release that yeah. I've got hold of, yeah. uh, and there's some really sort of chugging, sort of re- real, sort of heavier vibe to it. Uh, yeah. And again, eternal, nocturnal. The release of the of the singles, right from those sort of those, they're quite sort of, you know, in your face. That we're we're here again in terms of those releases. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for us, and again, this is a record label decision because because the thing is, with the only thing we knew with this album is that we felt that each and every one of the 11 songs could represent the album. So when they yeah. asked for us for, let's choose the three video songs. Yeah. Uh, we were like, whatever, you choose. And usually we're extremely picky about stuff like that. Right. Extremely picky. But for us this time, we we were overly confident, I guess, with the quality of the songs. So so for us, it didn't really matter. So then we said, you you pick what you can sell the best, you know, pretty much. <laughs> so... So they they chose them. So uh, and I, I must say, I must give them some credit because it's worked tremendously well all over. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Does it feel? Uh, I mean, uh, twelve albums in, and I know that yeah. we spoke over the over the previous years from like the Atlantic, Ims uh, for the Broken, etc. And then when we met at Bloodstock, actually, uh, and you oh, actually right. you gave me a bit of an exclusive because you hadn't released. The title of the album, The Atlantic, beforehand, and you told me in an interview. So, uh, now I do remember. So, so it was like, I'll have that. Thank you very much. <laughs> but it, we were it, in a tent somewhere, it, right? It was. That's exactly right. We were. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, I mean, in in terms of um, you just mentioned there about there's a big take up all over. Does it feel like there's a sort of a, a sudden, I won't say renewed, but there's an increased interest in in Evergrey because you know you're just constantly renowned for sort of working hard. Uh, and producing, well, as far as I'm concerned, as, as a fan and as a listener, uh, producing just fantastic albums that are, again, still that sort of the melancholy, often a phrase for Evergrey, uh, led, cinematic, ambient. It just captures it all. And the voice in the phrasing, it's just... That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I mean, for, for us, it's like... Uh... It's the same old thing, but number twelve. <laughs> no, don't say <laughs> but that. But I mean, honestly, I mean, we don't we don't do that much different. We 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 do right. the only mission we have when writing songs is to write the best possible song we can and yeah. that we have within us at that time. That's it. And I can honestly say that for the twelve albums and hundred and forty-five songs or whatever it is that we released so far, it's there's not one second, not one second on any of the songs there that I can't fully support 100% because yeah. it's it's my heart and my soul each and every time. And that's the only thing I'm interested in yeah. at first is to keep myself self happy as a songwriter and uh, be able to produce something that I can live with for the rest of my days, you know? Yeah, so yeah. That's, it. that's are- it. And then I'm very blessed to have lots of people liking it. And like for the, for the last, I would say, three to four albums, it's like the world is catching up yeah. because we're – 
it, that's what's great about being a smaller band like Evergrey. We're still growing, and that's the god honest truth. Yeah, you know we. I mean, it's almost like a flatline curve, but we're still <laughs> a really still st- slow gradient. Just that, yeah. No, but I mean, the last three albums or so, it's been a uh, very significant increase of our sales and recognition. Yes, in general. Yeah, and obviously the the last sort of uh, uh, three albums were uh, the conceptual uh, and uh, and and in terms of that, this one uh, a, a different turn of events in terms of uh, Escape of the Phoenix. So. The ideas, because I'm, I'm always interested in how the songs, whether it, whether it's not a concept as such, but how the songs uh, on the album and the titles relate to the, the title of the album. Why Escape of the Phoenix? What's the sort of meaning behind that and the tracks on the album then? Yeah, I think you're gonna you're gonna get a pretty long answer, you know. That's but, all right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> as long as you've got time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we can't, as you said, we came from a, a trilogy of albums where I've been writing about this sort of same storyline since 2013 basically uh which is uh, and writing about myself about myself and my sort of going from where i was at that time to where i am today basically yeah so leaving those three albums uh behind was a a relief in itself at the same time it was also a bit uh, challenging and i wouldn't say scary but yeah, we we had a safe spot within the frame of those three albums where we knew that we could step in and out of that sort of creative process. Yeah. And now we had to leave that, we felt, in order to renew, renew and revitalize ourselves. Um, so leaving that, instead of painting one huge Da Vinci painting, like I feel this work has been for you know the last seven years, uh, we're painting 11 small postcards. And that in, oh, in itself gives gives an energy and... I mean, if you can use the word uplifting when talking about Evergrey, <laughs> yeah. that's as close as I can get. It sounds hungry and energetic in a sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And interesting there, you know, I like that. Where if you can talk about sort of Evergrey as being a, a hungry uh, in that sense. Uh, again, yes and no, because... Uh, the sort of subtleties of the sort of a melancholic approach from whether it be melody lines uh, and vocal lines, uh, mm. but there's some some beautiful, wonderful songs on there. Uh, and one particular that just sort of captured me when I when I first heard it was stories. Uh, yeah. uh, and just for just for those odd sort of strange reasons where it's sort of there's that the quieter middle eight and there's like an understated guitar break, mm. and they're just the melody and phrasing in that is just magnificent. Uh, and it's very for me. It's very. It's it's a very. It's quite a strange song for Evergreen in, in a way because it's. Uh, I'm very blunt in what I'm singing about. Yeah. That. It's not. It's not all these nice phrasings. Yeah, it is in the phrasing, but not. I'm not using overly complicated words yes. or to describe where I'm at. You know. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it, it, and I think that's what. What I mean, people haven't heard that song specifically. I know. I know. Yeah. You have. Uh, but. And I think that goes through the rest of the album as well. It's it's a more directness in it, in a sense. So and did you, did you say that approach uh, was that sort of specific and purposeful in terms of I'm going to take a direct approach uh, from no. sort of from the from the lyrics? No, no. I mean that's just it. Uh, even if this is, I mean, this is not the fourth chapter of the trilogy. It's no. still. It's still I'm still singing and writing about the same goddamn things that I did <laughs> on the last three. I'm still writing about me and where I am today. So, yeah. but I mean, if and if you would put that in the con- into context of the last twelve albums, I would say that I've I've always written about you know the the, the sense of 
solitude and yes. emptiness and, and uh, feeling like an outsider. And that has always come from a perspective of of uh, desperation and sadness or sorrow even. And for this album, I think it comes from a perspective of strength and self-esteem and, and uh, know-how and pride, yeah. which is... Uh, so on this album, I, I think I'm singing more in a reflective sense of where I was and what I've become. And I'm quite fond of the guy I've become today. Right. So. <laughs> and, and, and absolutely, absolutely. Uh, a couple of other tracks on the album before I get to talking about James Labrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dandelion Cypher, cracking heavy riff in that, but uh, a, a, a strange sort of uh, title. What's the idea behind that particular track? Lurgwise. Yeah. And, and obviously, yeah. and of the title as well. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, in, in Swedish um, social work, I would say, there's a term called Dandelion kids oh right kids who were brought up uh, in an environment where they not necessarily were neglected but that where they had to handle themselves on their own right uh, and create their own world of strength in order to get on by and 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 grow up yeah and uh, i guess i'm singing about myself in that sense so yeah. that's what we were called when we were kids so. oh right wow that's interesting and still it's still a term and i think it's still a term actually in in, in psychology all over so. oh right okay right i wasn't aware of that I was not aware yeah. of that um and then um in absence of sun quite an epic mm. track uh and with the sort of core chorus as well and the choir so yeah. uh how was that sort of uh, developed and put together then in terms of that sort of choral uh, aspect of the song well, actually, that was the first song I wrote for this album on the piano. I started writing that intro riff. And uh, maybe you can play it later so people know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the first. And I came from a period of writing for a band I have that's called Silent Skies. Yes. So yeah. so I figured, oh, fuck, it's going to be one of those albums. <laughs> Not another one. you know. So, so but no. And then it turned out to be something totally different. So it, it's a very schizophrenic song in a sense, but it's very... I love that song. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it holds so many worlds and a very, I would say it's a very um, representative song of, of the album because this is pretty much the essence of what Evergrey are. Yeah, know? yeah. It's everything. And yeah, everything in between. Yeah, definitely, so. definitely. Uh, so uh, James Labrie then getting him to uh, guess and duet on the, the Beholder. So uh, mm. how did that come about then? It, it, this is uh, it's just gonna sound like a fabricated story, but it's, I, I swear <laughs> to you, it's not. But we were sitting in our studio, in our in our studio, uh, Evergrace own studio, because we usually write in our individual studios, and then we meet up, and then we go back to individual studios, yeah. and then me and Jonas write, and then we go back to the Evergrace studio, and so forth. Yeah. For six months, so this was at the end of the writing period. So I would say like maybe eighty percent of the song was written, and this keyboard part where James comes in uh, now uh, comes up and. Uh, Everybody sort of turned silent and was sort of contemplating what we're going to do with that part. And then I said, we should have a guest vocalist here. Yeah. And then it was even more silent. And then everybody pretty much in one voice, it should be, it should be James. It must be James. <laughs> so something in that chord progression or vibe or whatever it was, all reminded us of James Labrie. So, yeah. So... And being the great guy I am, I went home and uh, wrote, wrote him an email. Because, <laughs> and I told him, dude, uh, I wouldn't say we're friends, but we're friendly colleagues. Yes. We, we've met and we toured and whatever. So uh, so I told him about the song and I told him about the, the lyrical concept that I had in mind for the song. And uh, he just wanted to hear it. And when he heard it, he said, yeah, I would love to do it. So, 
Yeah. It's simple as that. And then I could go home and write vocal melodies for James that I knew he would perform in an excellent way knowing that I also would harmonize with him on that. I mean, it's a, for me, it's a huge thing. It's for us as a band, it's a huge thing to have him. It's a, he's a gentleman and he, he's a funny, funny as hell. <laughs> and he, he's a, also one of the, I mean, Dream Theater as a band is one of the reasons why Evergrey got formed. So, you know, we, they're in part, they're in part, I mean, we quickly realized we couldn't play like them. So <laughs> we had to find our, our own identity and, uh, and uh, you know, yeah. So we have them to thank for a lot. So James has always been this uh, yeah. soundtrack voice in the sort of my upbringing as an artist as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you mentioned there, if I can sort of move on to then uh, Silent Skies and releasing Satellites last year. Mm. Uh, and I've got to say, um, it's... Uh, just wonderful and really sort of reminiscent for me. I know everybody has their own interpretation when they listen to tracks and it means something different. They get a different sensation and emotion from the music, but a very sort of contemporary uh, approach and with sort of uh, piano pieces just sort of reminded me of, of lots of other uh, mainstream musical composers like Ludvico Einaudi and things like that. It does that sort of piano yes. feel to it. Uh, and I've seen Ludvico live a couple of times, uh, magnificent. And then just you know that, that's so funny that you say that because one one okay, carry on. No, 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 go on. No, no honestly, <laughs> this is weird because Ludovico was one of the reasons I got into this idea. I had an no idea way. ten years ago that that I would create some cinematic music with yeah. vocals. That was my idea. So I actually wrote a friend of mine who wrote Ludovico in Audi. And asked if he was interested in me writing lyrics and uh, vocals for... No for, way, uh, I did not but, write. But here comes the funny twist. He thought I was... Uh, uh, what's his name then? Another England guy who plays guitar. A Swedish guy who is huge on YouTube. And he thought it was him. <laughs> so he said, no, I don't see that working. <laughs> uh, I haven't told that England guy. So, yeah. <laughs> Because my friend's friend plays violin in his band. Oh, so right. Was, so he, so, and, uh, yeah, it was so fucking funny. And then I met Vikram. <laughs> uh, I saw Vikram doing a Evergrey uh, uh, cover of, of Missing You, the song. So I wrote him instead. I said, yeah, fuck Vikram. <laughs> I do this on my own? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But I, I was so pissed that he confused me with the other England, you know. So, <laughs> and did yeah. you not think of trying an email and worm your way in, just correct him and say, no, it's not, I'm a different Tom England? No, no. I, I was just laughing. The, the moment, sort of, the moment was sort of moment was sort of gone oh. because, we, you know, we sort of get one shot and he, and he fucked it up. <laughs> yes, he, he got one shot and he fucked it yes, up. Yes, he did. Yes, he did indeed. <laughs> uh, I mean, so... so, so hearing you say that now is uh, that's i mean that's my vision that's the vision i had ludovico music with vocals yeah. and that's pretty much what i think it is now so. right wow that's uh, uncanny because i'm I, gonna send him this album now so this is the guy <laughs> you said no to <laughs> and he's like yeah, yeah i don't care. yeah and, and hardly any guitar on it yeah indeed yeah, no guitars whatsoever uh well that's uh that's incredible because the album is magnificent it's definitely one of those for me that uh I, you know sort of turn it up a little bit sunday mornings and it's on and it's just like like yeah 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 we're doing we're full on recording the second one now because the first one was already finished for three years when we released it so right yeah quite old for us (laughs) so we have two or three more albums so we just started a patreon page where we're trying to approach things in a different way this time and 
or both. We'll see. Yeah. So what are you trying to do in terms of the, the Patreon page? What are the sort of offers and the, the, the accessibility that, that people can get that subscribe? Super personal stuff where they can get, I mean, depending on these different levels, of course, but yep. uh, getting getting to know how we how we compose and how we work. And I mean, the most expensive stuff, they, people get uh, uh, personal piano lessons and vocal lessons and uh, every month. So... Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's cool. Uh, it's off to a good but slow start. But I mean, this is what it is. Silence yeah. Guys is a new band, and we have to. I don't. I don't. We were contemplating what the record label business will be like for the coming ten years. So this is one way for us to try out if it's worth it for us to oh, right, okay. go on our own, or yeah. if we should uh, pursuing getting a new contract or not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a privilege yeah. to be able to choose actually. Yeah. And is there any sort of continued interest from a label perspective then or is that where you're at where you're thinking, do you know what, we might just do this as a uh, as a sort of self-releasing and uh, self-financing option. Yeah, I mean for us it's a I mean you have to weigh those options back and forth. Yeah. I I can't really say what I'm what I'm contemplating at the moment. It's all about because right now also I'm doing so fully doing Evergrey now. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the release, so I wanna I wanna write this album now, and then uh, the Silence Guys album, and then I wanna see where we where where we are in the world when deciding whether on doing it ourselves or seeing if the Patreon stuff can be doing that on on our own. I mean, it's not hard to produce vinyl albums. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. pretty much what people buy today. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've always tried to sort of maintain my vinyl. I went through a phase in the early 90s where I sold all my vinyl because this wonderful thing called CDs came out. And, yeah. you know, you regret it. So you get to my age and then suddenly I'm buying everything that I used to own in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, it exactly. costs a fortune when you want the original yeah. pressing. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's just one of those things. It's fun, though. It's it's, fun, though. Oh, it is definitely. Now, with Silent Skies, then, is that something that uh, is going to sort of uh, grab your attention equally as much as continuing with Evergrey as well? Or does that sort of, does Evergrey always take or will it always take precedence i mean evergreen is a beast now it go i yeah. mean it's such a it's a, it's a big uh, it's a big rolling business in a sense so yeah uh it it will always be on top of the food chain in a sense but uh, it also give i mean since we're our own bosses in evergreen too it's easy for us to sort of uh, portion out our work throughout years and and in between uh, Evergrey, Silent Skies, and Redemption. Also, I, yeah. I, yes. I can sort of make this life work for me. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I just sort of, I'm conscious of time, uh, Tom, and I do appreciate the time that you've spent with me. Uh, but mm. just sort of one question, uh, and uh, as ever, and it's always one of those sort of fickle, crass questions around. You know, your uh, album's not even out, and people are saying, "Well, what's next? What's next?" That just <laughs> seems to be the flavour and the nature um, of. Uh, of the business and how people sort of listen to music and want the next thing rather mm. than get the album and just sit in a room on vinyl side one start and commit to listening to that which is what i love to do yeah. um but uh, you mentioned around sort of writing now obviously for silent skies is that always a continual thing for evergrey as well because i know that on the release of the atlantic from sort of january 2019 it was almost like right that was just about out we're concentrating on the on this album now so is that the same yeah, i mean that's that's what we have to do in order to produce stuff because it takes I mean, we don't do an album in 30 days. No, you know? it no, takes, no. Us, it takes six months. So, uh, so for us, it, it and at the same time, I, I think that's how it should work. We shouldn't put too much emphasis on being stuck with. I mean, we, the next part of the work for us is to play the album live, hopefully. Yes. So yeah. So uh, 
and 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 if the world will go to shit and we will have another year of the pandemic from now on and then then we make another album i guess so. yeah yeah, and, and that's the sort of interesting in terms of my final point about about the live scenario. Do you have a sort of a, a view? Everybody sort of surmises about, oh, well, if we've got all the vaccines, we can see festivals in the UK in June, July and August. And I'm just thinking, I'm probably more cynical. I'm thinking, not a chance at all this year no, in 2021. No, I really don't no, see it. No all. festivals at all. No. Maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe... We can play in Sweden and Iron yeah. Maiden can play in England. But yeah, you know, that's about it. Yeah, but I mean, I don't see people being able to travel back and forth until we're one hundred percent sure. I mean, they can't. Yeah. It's costing too much. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. And of course, since the uh, impact of uh, Brexit as well, uh, right. don't even get me started because I'm making, making everything much easier uh, for us. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I am one of those that uh, certainly voted to remain. You know, in about five years' time, nobody will have voted to leave and everybody's going to say that they voted to stay in, in Europe. It's just, uh, you know. Then that's when you should pull out those statistics yeah. so you can actually see whose fault it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Uh, are you going to sort of go down the uh, the live stream route then for this particular album? Like, do it it's play in its entirety? I, I don't know. No, I, I mean, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say we won't do it but i mean we did one live stream very early yeah. in the days so, of uh, yeah. in a professional way so we're going to release that one first in in the in the fall and then we'll see i mean of course if it it depends on what's happening with the world yeah. if 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 we will be in this for another year then yeah it might be might be possible that we do something like that right okay that's fine Right, Tom, uh, we shall call it there. Uh, I really do appreciate you taking the time out to uh, chat to us. Uh, always a no problem at all. Always a pleasure. And I've got to say, uh, Escape of the Phoenix, it is magnificent. Uh, and uh, officially released 26th of Feb. Friday. Indeed, indeed. Look, cheers, Tom. I really appreciate you chatting, man. Thanks Thank very you so much, much, man. You take it easy. Have a good day, okay? And you too. Cheers, man. Bye.